Hello, I'm Charu Kamaria. I'm a writer, journalist, speaker, and podcaster based in the southeastern United States. And I started this show after many years of working in newsrooms where stories of the day are boiled down to just a few minutes. I want to go more in depth, talk about the things that we all should be noticing and discussing, and help you understand what the story really is. So let's get started. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of The Story with Charu, and I'm your host, Charu Kamaria. So today's episode is the most labor-intensive, the most um, energy-consuming for me out of all of the podcasts that I've done so far. And it's because of the content, because of the topic, what we're talking about here today. And um, basically... (laughs) So I'm talking about race and identity in America, and I'm not going to be able to tackle everything. I mean, there's no way that I could, and it's certainly, we're not going to solve any of the big problems facing this country um, today. Uh, Volumes have already been written about it, and it's it's actually, you know, race and identity are global issues, but I'm just going to focus on America because that's where I live. So, um Anyway, I promised myself that when I started this podcast that I would talk about the things that weren't being said, that needed to be said, that I felt like um, were kind of unseen and unheard, and I would muster up the courage and the bravery to do so. So I'm going to start today by um, talking about my own story, my own unique American story. So my parents immigrated here in the 70s from India, and they settled in Alabama, and um, one of the stories that they tell us about that time was that they had a hard time renting an apartment there, that nobody would rent to this Indian man and his wife in Asari. And my mom actually tells the story that um, they were looking at apartments and my dad went up to ask like, hey, you know, do you have anything for rent? And this lady said, no, you know, we're, we don't have anything. And then my mom kind of got out of the car to stretch her legs or I don't know why. Anyway, she got out of the car and the woman saw her and she saw me. And according to my mother, I was just a super cute, enchanting, I think she uses the word bewitching actually, bewitching baby that um, the woman quickly changed her tune and was like, oh, you know, I I do think we have something actually, Um, you know, do you want to take a look? And my mother told my dad, no, we're out of here. We ain't living here because she was like, this woman's crazy and she's going to abduct my baby. And I was pretty cute. I'll post some pictures on the Instagram account that goes with this podcast at the story with Charu. But um, Anyway, it's just, you know, one of the many issues encountered by an immigrant family, right? So I also had trouble in school. You know, I um, remember being um, called brownie in element, and it was actually preschool. I was like four or five, and I was on a play date with a friend of mine, and her mom, I'd been in the bathroom a long time, so her mom went in there to check what was going on, and she said that I was trying to wash the brown. I told her I'm trying to wash the brown off my hands. Um, I remember, uh, you know, struggling a lot. I was probably one of only a couple of brown or black kids ever in my school. In third grade, I was um, 
I went to an elite private school and my teacher, Dixie, Dixie, she didn't like the influx. There weren't, it wasn't really an influx. It was just more than before, you know? Um, it was a lot of Asians and Indians had started going to the school. They perceived it to be academically better. And that's something that's usually stereotypically speaking, something important to Asians and Indians. So um, she didn't like that. And you know, on Valentine's Day, when you bring a Valentine for your teacher, she threw it away. She threw the one that I brought away right in front of me, like just dropped it in the trash can. Didn't even wait till maybe I wasn't there and I didn't see this happen. Absolutely cruel. And um, it, it was... It was tough. I'm going to bypass the middle and high school years just to kind of sake of brevity, basically. But um, it was, I, I use these stories and I'm telling them to kind of illustrate that for me, not seeing race, not talking about race and race and identity is not an option for me. I don't have the privilege of pretending like this isn't an issue or that it's not an issue for me. And um I, even when I don't want to see it, even when I'm not thinking about it, things come up where I'm reminded that other people, in fact, are thinking about it. I was a reporter in a newsroom years ago when um, we had to all pitch our sweeps stories. So sweeps are ratings month, months, and there's four of them in a year, February, May, July, and November. And there are months when Nielsen measures who's watching what and at what time. And this is important and you want your ratings to be good because this is how TV stations or radio stations determine what they're going to charge for advertising. And this is how they justify charging more during certain hours, et cetera, et cetera. So you really put your best foot forward. You try to get people to watch. Um, I don't know how much this is really happening now because people get information and entertainment in so many different ways that it's harder to measure than these traditional metrics. But um, I had pitched a story. The town that I was living in was dealing with an exploding homeless population. And I had pitched a story about going undercover, spending a night out on the streets of the city as a homeless to kind of figure out what what are the causes, you know, where are these folks coming from? What are the issues that force them to become homeless? Where do they get help? How are they perceived? And one of the managers, he wasn't the news director, but one of the managers that, you know, all the managers met about these stories and talked about them. And he came back to me, white guy and said, Hey, uh, you know, we really like this idea, but we don't think it would really elicit a reaction if it was you, this brown woman out there, you know, we think it would be better for this other reporter, this blonde woman, we think it would be better for her to do it because we think that would really elicit more of a, you know, reaction and more of a sympathetic card, basically. And I was stunned and shocked and hurt. I, I'm not saying that what he was saying wasn't true. I was just surprised that, oh, okay, that's, you're really um, making my identity about this very flat thing. It's it, This is not everything about me, but you're certainly seeing it, aren't you? And, um, you know, news, TV news, it's notorious, right, for for focusing a lot on what people look like. So maybe that's not the case always. And maybe I was in an environment where it mattered a whole lot more. And of course, we're going to look at how you look like, because that's how you got this job, remember? But I, I just remember, I was probably in my 20s, and I guess maybe naive that 
people could look past race, right? But they can't at times. And so I'm a light-skinned Indian woman. I can't imagine what it's like for a darker-skinned person, um, darker-skinned brown person or black person to be constantly reminded. Um, And we'll talk about that in part two of this series. But um, lately, I've also been thinking a lot about appropriation. So cultural appropriation is this term that when you take something that's not a part of your culture and you appropriate it, you start using things, but you don't really give credit to where you got it from, okay? So for me, uh, I've been, all these folks are talking about um, turmeric. Turmeric's like the new it drug. Turmeric in, hin- in Hindi is called haldi. And when you're growing up in an Indian family, whenever you break a bone, or even you get bruised or sprained in some way, your grandparents, your nana, nani, dada, dadi, they give you haldi kadud, which is like warmed milk with turmeric in it, because turmeric, turmeric reduces inflammation. And it's a staple in Indian cooking and a lot of Indian dishes. But the way you see it here sometimes, it feels like this didn't even come from ancient Indian medicine. It's something that someone invented and it's never talked about. Um, key, clarified butter. You can't cook Indian food without cooking with key. But I see it talked about here as if this has nothing to do with India, that bodybuilders here in the West um, started using it and that's all there is to it. Yoga. Yoga comes, although yoga is for everybody, and I think it's great that more people practice it, um, but there seems to be this disconnect between the Vedas, where yoga came from, and where the sutras, where this came from. Mandi, henna, henna tattoos, um, bindis, color runs. You know, color runs came from this color throwing festival we have in Hinduism that comes every spring, holy, where we throw color. You wouldn't know any of this, that, you know, my culture had kind of donated this to the wider world audience. Um, and it, like I said, it's okay for all of us to enjoy each other's culture, but without understanding the struggle or, for example, my mother not being allowed to rent an apartment in a sari, but then other folks who aren't Indian wearing a sari and that's allowed, but she's told to assimilate. That's, that's cultural appropriation, you know, listening to, um, you know, protest rap music, but not understanding why some people can't move past the 2016 election. You're not really getting it, you know. Um, Supporting sports teams where the majority of the team is black, but not understanding or not understanding, you may not have to agree with them, but not kind of getting why Colin Kaepernick takes a knee or took a knee, Um, even though we got that idea from a veteran that's kind of cultural appropriation, kind of not getting how things are connected and why somebody might be feeling a certain way. Um, For a long time, I've really struggled on how to talk about this stuff. um, And I've avoided it because I don't want to alienate people. I don't want to alienate quote unquote friends. I don't want to, certainly don't want to make anybody uncomfortable where it's a detriment to me or my family. I mean, you know, you become a mom and you think more about your kids than you do anything else. So you you um, sort of allow this to kind of shut down a part of your voice. At least I have, okay? But that kills you. I mean, not really speaking your truth 
it it kills you. It's just awful. And I think that now we've really got to start dealing with some of this stuff. We haven't. And it's hurting all of our communities. Um, we all were created in the same way. So we've really got to start thinking about how we're going to tackle some of these issues and work some of this stuff out. You know, um, we're all in this together. I mean, whether you know, whether we like it or not, we, we're all in this together. We got to figure this out. So um, that's it for today's show. Uh, this is going to be part of a three-part series. Uh, like I said, I'm not going to be able to tackle anything. And I'm sure as soon as I cut this mic, I'm going to remember something, but maybe I'll save that for next week. But I, I do appreciate you listening and I appreciate your time. And if you want to see the photos, I'm going to put them on the Instagram account that goes with the show at the story with Charu. And until next time, I hope that your day is filled with things that make your soul light and happy. You can support this show by subscribing it, liking it, and sharing it with others. And you can also follow the show on Instagram at the story with Charu. That's on Instagram. It's all lowercase, all one word at the story with Charu. That's where I post pictures of our guests. And I also have um, more fresh takes about current events that we really can't get to in a podcast format. And sometimes just random things from around the globe or just everyday life. You can also find more information about me on my website, charukamaria.com. That's C-H-A-R-U-K-U-M-A-R-H-I-A dot com. Again, that's also one word. And until next time, I hope that you find something that makes your soul light and happy. (laughs) 